Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hi! Hello! I'm 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And we are Cinnabuds. Today, we are talking about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. A one, a two, a you-know-what-to-do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the new film from director George C. Wolf. It stars the wonderful Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Um, it is a. It is important to know going in, which I did not know, yeah. that it is originally a play. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know that going in. It's helpful to know up front. Um, <laughs> it was like, I was like, are they staying in this room? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this must have been a play. So, uh, you know, it's it's good to know. Uh, K-Paul, you want to give a little rundown on the rest of the plot? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this film on the surface is about a day in the life of Ma Rainey, who was like, who was the mother of the blues. Like this is the 20s in America. Her music is very popular and she's going in to record an album for these executives. Uh, that's on the surface. Underneath what it is, is a lot of conversations about the Black experience in 1927. And you kind of go back and forth between the recording of this album and these long philosophical and social conversations between the band and Ma Rainey. Yes. Kibala, how'd you like this? I loved this movie. Okay. All right. This is like, uh, I think, should win all awards uh including like best pickup truck uh fdic uh, <laughs> like whatever award is available even if it doesn't qualify five years running best in its category <laughs> uh, uh, just, an award that we made up to give to our own truck yeah i love it, it's funny you bring up uh it's good to know that it's based on a play i feel like yes. every time i watch a movie that is based on a play within about 10 minutes. I'm like, this was based on a play. So I look, I was watching it going, this is definitely, it has that same pattern and tone and like motifs that come back over and over uh, that a play has. So I looked it up. I'm like, Oh, I did not know it was an August Wilson play. And I was like, Oh, this makes so much sense. And I, but I, I love discovering that. So I, I'm the opposite. I like going in fresh and then saying, Oh, I I just like the discovery. Like, Oh, this is based on a play. Which, for some reason, in my mind, gives it so much more credibility. August Wilson also did Fences. Yeah. Uh, which is he's, a big He's one done a, a ton of amazing plays. I've read uh, – I know I've read one when I was in college, I'm pretty sure. But then, yeah, it, a lot of his films now are starting to be adapted into, into films, and they're doing very well. And you loved it. I loved it. What did you think? I, I had some issues with it. Yeah. I – um. I I am like kind of out of practice with watching a play, yeah. you know. Um, it's not it's not what I've done the most. So I feel like I I haven't watched as many plays as I've watched movies. I'm not as familiar with the beats and and how things land. Um, so I feel like I'm I'm usually I there are plays that I like, but it is it's always a, a tad more difficult for me to get into. Yeah. Um, 
I also, I didn't think that all of the acting was great in this. <gasps> oh, I know. Justin, I, we have to have a long conversation and we should record it and make a podcast out of it. Yes, and we will. I felt like some of, some of the beats that were really supposed to come through kind of fell flat. Oh, wow. We are going to tussle in the next we, segment. <laughs> we, we are going to tussle, we will. <laughs> yeah. uh, after the break. Every time you tune into 88.9, you discover something new. Your musical horizons expand or you journey to a new corner of Milwaukee. Our programming introduces you to new artists, finds hope and inspiration in our community, and connects you to your neighbors. If you enjoy Radio Milwaukee, then we invite you to make another discovery. The power of membership. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to learn more. Okay, and we are back. Here we go. Are you ready to rumble? We are ready. All right. My Rainey's Black Bottom. Let's just get into the um, the plot a little bit more. Ma Rainey, um, a figure that I know very well. Oh, really? Good. I, I do like, not know much. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, me, like... Me, I, I love music history and music right. history is a, is a big part of my life yeah. and uh, definitely like history of the blues is like super interesting to me. I have a couple of Ma Rainey records. Um, uh, I'm really, I'm really glad that they are telling the story of Ma, of Ma Rainey because she was like a powerful black woman, you know, at a time where it was difficult to be black and it was difficult to be a woman, right. you know, and she was, you know, and you, and, and, and some of the really great parts of this is when she, you know, she's got to yeah. fight against the system. She like, she knows her power and all of these people are trying to convince her that she doesn't have the power, but she knows that she does. Yeah, and like, that is like those for me and also Viola Davis, just, I think that she was just, absolutely incredible and in she, she was um, amazing and i i agree the the tension there's so much so there's these two white executives at is it paramount or somewhere uh some big record label in chicago yeah yeah so they keep trying to get her to do what they want her to do and at one point she says you know i don't take no shit and yeah. i was like <laughs> at that point i was like oh you don't have to say that it is every <laughs> every element of your character is the fact that you don't take any shit and it is so entertaining and so uh exciting to watch especially knowing what time of in america is to see her tell them no what yeah. you want means nothing you need me and that means i'm doing exactly what i want because that's what you want there's a really, I think the best example of that is she has one of her, is it her nephew that she has? And yeah. he, he has a stutter and she wants him to do the intro to this song, like a classic announcer intro. This yeah. is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and he's got a stutter and everyone thinks that he cannot do it. And she, you know, she puts her foot down and she is trying to do good for him. She's trying right. to do good for her family. She's trying to like help this kid out. And she knows that she's going to get a bunch of flack from the studio and everyone's pushing against her. And she is just like, no, this is my recording. This is what I want. And she's really got to push. And I felt like, I felt like those, those parts really hit. And yeah. for me, the best part of this movie, there are two separate dramas. There's a drama yeah. between Ma Rainey and the studio executives. I think that part really came through. I really love that part. 
I, I kind of wanted more of that. And then the separate drama is going down literally underneath them yeah. and where these the the backing band is practicing and that is a separate drama in itself it's kind of like the second stage you know yeah they're in this practice studio and it's ma rainey's backing band and it's three kind of like traditional uh studio musicians toledo cutler slow drag yeah, and and the great names, they're like, I really like them. Uh, and then they've got um, Levy, who is played by by Chadwick Boseman. And he is like young kid. Like Ma Rainey's music is is like jug band blues. You know, that's it really, is yeah, the blues. Capital yeah. T, capital B. And uh, Chad Bozeman, you know, he he wants that new new. You know, he is onto hot jazz, which was like taking over at this moment. Like blues is a little passe. They're moving into hot jazz. People are getting into the dances. You know, they give the people yeah. what they want. They want, you know, they want something upbeat. And he is an artist into himself. He sees himself as this artist. He wants to express himself, and that causes some some drama there. Christopher, yeah. I was not in love with Chadwick Boseman's performance. Oh, I Justin, uh, Justin, I've never said this before. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can go straight to hell. No, just, <laughs> that's, uh, no that's what I was going to say. Uh, I think you need to watch it again. <laughs> I thought I, this is what I said out loud last night. Cause I, this may have been, it's uh, first of all, when, it, when a, a talented person dies, Usually there's like two or three things that have yet to come out with them in it. It happened with right. Robin yeah. Williams and everyone kept saying this is his last performance. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I believe this is they're saying this was his last performance on film. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. I think this is an amazing performance to for to be your last performance. I genuinely thought he killed it. I felt I, I disliked him so much in parts when you're supposed to dislike him. And then he reveals these moments that have affected him. And then you feel like, Oh God, he's seen such terrible things. He is the one in this film more than anyone. And this, and honestly, to be honest, this could be that, that just distance you have with drama about theater. I think it could be because yeah. I, uh, the interesting thing is I have not seen a ton of plays either. I saw a lot when I was in my twenties, but I, and I am, so sad and sorry about this that I have not seen more in Milwaukee because I know there's so much good stuff. The few that I've seen at the rep and other places are so good. So I need to do it more. But I somehow, I think because I went to a theater school, not for theater, but I was there, I <laughs> got some uh, some idea and I've read some where you see these beats, you see these themes come up and it's a little bit more it's obviously more melodramatic than a film. Films are usually more, right. you know, you're up close, so you can see them. You don't have to play yeah. with the back seats. Yeah. So that's what that's, and there are certain themes that they really press hard. One of them with uh, Chadwick Boseman is he's always trying to get out this back door that's locked. It's really hot in this room and he's trying to open this yeah. door and he keeps trying even though he knows it's locked. And that's a thing that I, I was like, that is another thing that makes me think this is based on a play. It's because they have these things they hit over and over so the audience really gets it. Mm. So there may be, there may be like th- that distinction that it's hard to make that jump from theater acting to film acting. And they did it, but you still have those theater 
kind of tones and, uh, you know, theatrical tones. That could be it because when there's a couple points as like in any movie where you like really get to the drama and I really, I liked the conversations that they were having. I thought they were really like revealing about the time. I thought it was like a good commentary that like that comes through in, you know, kind of like classic philosophical debates on like, what is what is the role of race here? What yeah. is like one per one individuals? Um, what is you know the weight that they carry? Yeah. How like how to represent yourself as an individual and as someone who is representing race? Um, and how yeah. you know how times are changing and and what to do? And also, I thought that there was like some really great artistic things in there. Like Chad Bozeman, like he wants to be his own artist. He wants to have his own band. He's also um, you know, paid to be in this band. So there is like that. I, I, I really liked that, that push of how do I express my individuality as an artist and how do I, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. And I think they did a really good job on pushing both sides of that issue. Um, but there were a couple moments in this where it felt like this drama came on pretty heavy and it felt like there were there were a couple there were a couple dramatic moments that hit, but there was a couple dramatic moments that I think were really supposed to come home and they were really supposed to land. And I felt like kind of fell flat. Um and that could have I felt like the the that I think it had part to do with with the writing and and how it came about and how this this moment just kind of like didn't the writing didn't feel didn't feel right for the moment. And then I feel like Chad Bozeman was pretty stiff in that and didn't deliver it in a way that I really felt. Oh, it landed like it was supposed Justin. to land. Justin. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it's the, I mean, honestly, I've, I hard the opposite. Stiff is not anything about his performance. There's his some, performance parts, some parts was when big. he's like, when he's and he when he's playing like the kid when he's buying the shoes and he's yeah. like showing like that he's flashy. I feel like he was good in those moments, but in the in like in the big the big swings, yeah. I felt like were were some, uh, some some big swings and some big misses. The big swings landed for me a hundred percent. I'm like, glad that he, they did. I, it tore my heart out. And then there's moments where I got so scared. I out loud said, "Oh no." Like there was towards the end, I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to give away the ending of this, but I I said out loud, oh no, because I I knew it was getting intense, but I didn't know it was going to go that far. So I I got hit 100% by everything that they threw out. Yeah. And I will say that, and again, it might be that that distance between theater. And again, I don't have that close a relationship with theater either, but I, I love that translation from the play to the screen. And uh, another thing I do want to talk about before we wrap up is I, I want to talk about George C. Wolf. I'm not familiar with him as much as a f- director, uh, but I looked him up and he's a lot, he's done a ton of theater. So he was like a great person. And they, there's a great, if you're on Netflix, there's a great making of or behind the scenes uh, half an hour on Netflix about this film where they talked to Denzel Washington, who's a producer, and they talked to George C. Wolfe and a lot of the actors. It is really great, and you really see how many big hitters were involved in this film. But um, 
the, I thought the translation because you know in, on the in, on the stage you've got sets and that's, that's the best you've got and film you're a lot freer. So some of the images he had at the beginning to set the scene of Chicago in the twenties were so visually beautiful and they were. creative and like, yes they were like perfect photographs and amazing the entry when you the entry when they go into like the tent and she, they've yeah, got like that that light and she's performing that was that brought me there yeah i i was like that and an establishing shot is incredibly important to set the tone of the movie and to kind of like set your expectations and i really loved that one yeah and you've got these amazing sequences of just seeing like giant these buff dudes shoveling coal into a furnace because and they you're really getting a sense of the time the set pieces were great the costumes were great they got they have this like uh legendary uh costume designer who apparently went to 100 different extras and told them each about their costume and where it came from and what the time they were in so i mean there's a lot of big hitters that hit this film but i genuinely think the adaptation is beautiful they have you have that one story going on underneath the other story. And when you have those conversations in that practice room between the men, you kind of see a little bit of it play out above you with Ma Rainey and the, between her and these white executives. But even them, I didn't think that their acting was great. I, Jeremy yeah. Shamos. Yeah. Um, plays one of the execs. And I, I didn't, I wasn't really super buying it from him either. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I thought this was some of the best acting like obviously chad i mean for me obviously chadwick and viola davis were the top notch and but i thought the supporting cast was great in fact i do want to point out glenn turman and i forgot his character. he played the piano player whose name a toledo he played toledo yeah he was great i love so good and i loved him He's one of those character actors you've seen you've seen in 80s sitcoms. I saw sure. him in an episode of Criminal Minds, which I can't stop talking about. <laughs> but he's also been in film and theater his whole life. And I was, saw him in there and I recognized all the guys in the band. I'm like, oh, these are all great character actors I've seen. But man, his performance is so good because he's really the foil between Chadwick Boseman's yep. young, young up and comer yep. and his like veteran who's seen kind of stuff. Like old school, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have some great like f- arguments and it comes to a head. Yeah. I just, do. I could, I can't, I gotta be honest. I can't say enough about this film. It was one of my favorites. I mean, I granted it's like just barely February, but yeah, this is going to hold it for me throughout the year. Good. I'm glad I did. I like, I didn't dislike it. I, right. I, 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 I think that it was, that it was very good. Um, It just wasn't, it just didn't quite hit how I felt they, they wanted it to hit for me. I understand. It, you know, it happens. Not everyone's going to be connected to a genius piece of filmmaking <laughs> with Chadwick Boseman, maybe rest in power. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it honestly, I, I've always liked Chadwick Boseman, but yeah. when I was watching this, I kept thinking like, this is the kind of thing we talked last week about Denzel Washington, who is uh, an amazing actor, a veteran actor who genuinely for me has his lane. He, he has got a little bit of range within that lane, but he does it perfectly, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. Chadwick Boseman, like watching him do this performance and then thinking that he played James Brown, he played all these uh, like historical figures, and then he also played Black Panther, who's like this noble, reserved kind of uh, hero. And then you have this character where he's like, like 
overly excitable, really cocky and really big. Yeah. He, uh, it makes me even sadder to know that he, his range would have kept going his entire, yeah. his entire life. But I can't wait to dig into some of his films that I've missed just so I can really fully see the range of stuff he's done. Cause it, yeah. it was even more impressive seeing that in reference to the stuff I've been exposed to so far. Yeah. Okay. My Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, check it out on Netflix and then check out the making of that comes right after it. It's uh, That's really worth a watch, too. All right. Um, Christopher, what else have you been watching? Let me see if I've seen anything else. I you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I saw... Uh, so the... The nominations for the Independent Spirit Awards came out. Is it yes. the Independent Spirit Awards, or do you just say the Spirit Awards? I I think it's either way. It's technically it's the Film Independent Spirit Awards, which is way too much of a mouthful. Okay, we'll say Spirit Awards. Spirit Awards. Um, so those came out. Ma Rainey's is is uh, is up for Best Feature. I think we're gonna probably do uh, an episode about it, but if we don't, you know. And I saw I saw they came out. So the, the nominations for best feature first cow, which we love. Yeah. Uh, Ma Rainey's black bottom, which we just talked about. And I love yeah. Minari, which is not available to watch yet. And so good. So good from what I've heard. I should say that same and nomad land, which also is not available to stream yet. And the other one that was available to stream is never rarely, sometimes always which did come out earlier in the year and I heard some good buzz about it and I saw it up here. And so I decided to watch it. Did you, have you seen it, Christopher? I haven't. I did just notice it's on HBO max. So I put it in my, in my queue. It was incredible. Oh, great. It was so very, you know, we, we talked about uh, the little things and yeah. how, <laughs> how, how none of that was grounded in reality at all. Uh, never rarely, sometimes always is so true to life. It yeah. is, it feels, it is so real. Um, the acting was seemingly effortless because it was just a two teenage girls, like being teenage girls. And they didn't try to overwrite anything. The script is like, you know, must be like seven pages or something. They just like, don't say a lot. A lot of it is just like kind of, thinking about the weight of this situation that they're in. And uh, I mean, it's a heavy movie. It's an hour 40, which I think that like, I, I think was very smart of them. Uh, it like is a movie that could have been two hours, but that would have been a very difficult two hours. So I'm glad they kept it at 140. I did have to do the patented Paddington chaser. <laughs> you got I, I watch every movie and then immediately watch Paddington afterwards just in case. Sometimes you watch a movie like that and like you need you need the Paddington chaser. And so yeah. I did literally watch Paddington <laughs> after to like bring myself back to normal. <laughs> yeah. But I would definitely suggest seeing Never Rarely Sometimes Always. It was uh it was phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was very good. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to forego my what have, else have you been watching just so I can mention that I'm looking at the awards and I didn't notice until now that two of the best supporting male performance nominations are from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. What are they? Including Glenn Turman, who we've just been talking about, and I'm so excited. Glenn Turman, who played Toledo in Ma Rainey's, oh um, good. He's nominated for Best Supporting Male, and so is Coleman Domingo, the other kind of head of the backing band. 
uh, he's also nominated. So two of the five nominations are from for for that category are there, oh, wow. which is great. And then of course, um, Viola Davis is nominated for best actress for her performance, which is so yeah. good. We should we so, should do a whole thing on the awards. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, like they just did such a good job. I know. I've said this last year. I'm going to continue saying it. This this awards show, and then also the Gotham Awards, they are I feel like far more attuned to what is genuinely the some of the best filmmaking of the year I than so the Oscars ever will be, or the Golden Globes, which is a joke. That a like joke that I will continue watching, but still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some you, there's just some gems in these lists, so I highly recommend people taking a look at what's on there. My rainy's black bottom available on Netflix. Watch it. Um, Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. He's the best around. We are theme songs from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Oh, the Newsk. We had handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you, License Lab. And from our members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. I look forward to a day when I can hug each and every one of you. And uh, there's one bottom for who this podcast would not be able to do <laughs> without. K Polly's Flat Bottom. <laughs> I'm doing a remake of the film, K Polly's Flat Bottom. K Polly's Flat Bottom. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. It's oh based my on a play. God. It's based on a play I have oh yet, to, yet to write. K Polly's Flat Bottom. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks, guys.